0: All right, we're definitely, Father, we just lift you up, magnify, exalt you, we thank and praise you for your peace, presence, and power today, Lord, as we jump into your word, we yield to everything you purpose and plan for us to have today, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, uh, good evening, welcome to uh, Wednesday night service here at Ayer's Christian Center Church. Uh, Today we have a new topic, I know we've been hitting uh, the um, signs of the times But we're going to get into how to give yourself away. Our topic for today is how to give yourself away. The scripture tells us in in Romans to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is our reasonable service. You know, that's there uh, over there in uh, Romans 12, chapter 1, which, you know, I don't have ready for you guys today. But uh, if you write that down for yourself, I'm, I'm also going to ask you today, as we get started, um, if you haven't already, get yourself a notebook, uh, pen in the pad, and um, something I know my wife always advises folk, and, and I try to get people to realize sometimes, especially with a uh, when you're dealing with a teacher, I'm a teacher, uh, I don't like to, to be opinionated, I really like to line everything up with the word, and so, and sometimes for some people that are not used to really being in the Word, navigating through the Bible, uh, just, they can um, be overwhelmed with trying to keep up. So what you do is write down the scriptures and be attentive. You'll be surprised uh, what information you get, what comes back to your remembrance, and then go back and study it out, or go back and check the video out, listen to it on SoundCloud, and pull extra nuggets out. You know, so. You have a time, uh, time we spend in the Word here, time you spend in your own reading, daily reading, but then you have study time. And hopefully during that study time, you're taking the messages, the scriptures you're getting, and you're dissecting them for yourself. Uh, The the Bible says they searched the scriptures to see if it was so, right? And so that's, so I'm going to ask you to, to, I gave you time to get whatever notepad, whatever notes you have on your iPhones and uh, your Samsungs or whatever you wh- whatever you utilize uh, uh, in your craft of study. All right, so I I, I referenced Romans twelve one, present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, and we're going to talk a lot about um, we're going to talk a lot about and you, you know uh, I didn't have that available for you today, but we're going to talk about a lot about today. Um... In terms of giving yourself away, you're gonna see uh, the angle of leadership giving themselves away, but you're gonna see the angle of uh, uh, discipleship in giving yourselves away. All right, so let's, uh, let's start here with John chapter 15. John chapter 15 and verse 13. Give everybody a chance to get to that scripture. I should get to it a lot faster, huh? I right, said, so John fifteen, thirteen. It reads this it says. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Now, uh, let's spend some time talking about that. Next scripture we're going to get into is Matthew chapter 10. That'll be our next scripture coming up. Um, But this is This is talking about great love here. It says the greatest love is laying down your life for your friend for a friend and we've we've talked about this over the years. I know those those that in our audience that actually uh was a part of youth ministry when I was a youth minister uh years ago I guess that's uh back in the nineties <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because, you know, every time you talk about dates, you realize how old you are. All right, so, but we had talked about how laying down your, your your life for your friend is similar to laying down your like for your friend. In other words, what I'm doing for the people that I care about is more for their benefit, not for me to be liked. Sometimes we do the things uh, for others so we are liked. Uh so so that's more about us. That's not about what's gonna benefit them. And so you get the benefit. You've already you're already at the platform, but you've cheated them from they have the opportunity of the benefit in the platform because you didn't get it by way of uh somebody uh pacifying. All right, so you have to lay down your like for your friend. And that's, you know, if you really say you love someone, this is saying this is great love. Uh, So I'm going to do what's best for you um, at the expense of what's coming for me. All right, so let's go over here to Matthew chapter 10. Our next scripture, Matthew chapter 10. And this is Jesus' example of uh, giving himself away. Just one example. Matthew 10, verse 1. It says, And when he called unto him the t- his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. All right, so, so, so here you have a, a, a different a uh, processor. Um, Christ, who has this power, and he's starting out his team. And so when he starts out his team, he actually, before they're totally ready and prepared, he gives them power. And he sends them out. You remember another version says he sends them out without script. He says, don't worry about what you're going to say. Holy Spirit will tell you what things to come. And they went out, and they... Cast out demons, they healed the sick and came back and said, Master, even the demons are subject unto us. Now here, here in your mind, you could say, well, look, which is true. Jesus actually empowered them before they were even ready. Like, you know, everybody was, wasn't totally actually uh, approved or super anointed. It had 17 degrees. But, would, but when they came back, they realized they had power but then they also realized the power that they didn't have and that's when they ran into the young man that had uh, a hier- hierarchy of demonic activity operating on inside him. you know 2000 demons and the, and, and the, the guy says well how come your disciples couldn't cast out <laughs> this demon well jesus cast out the demon and disciples asked him later now look now he sent them out first Gave them power, and they came back when they ran into a, a difficult situation, wanting to sit at the master's feet and be disciple. He says, "How can co- how we couldn't cast this out now?" He's come out by prayer and fasting. You have to go at another level. So sometimes there's a there's a, a time to even if you're 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 in leadership or you have a lot, or to to give people an opportunity to. To understand the value of needing what you have to offer. And that, that was an example that we see in Jesus. So it's easy to give from a limited cost or, or a limited perceived risk. Uh, but what about sharing from what cost you or could cost you everything? So here, Jesus is responsible for the kingdom. <laughs> He's responsible to save everybody. And he picks a team and he starts to team out with sending them out for his people that he cares about. You know, so it it could cost him everything. So a lot of times with some people only give um, what's not going to cost them anything. And that's not giving yourself away. That's uh, a... <laughs> That's nickel and diamond. (laughs) That's nickel and diamond, you know. uh, That's a little joke me and my wife had. That's why I'm laughing. All right. So uh, there's another scripture reference here in uh, uh, John 3.34. John 3.34. Uh, Well, let's just look at it. Because I gave you an example of Jesus starting out giving himself away. And I want to give you... uh, God as a great example of giving himself away I know I I know you're already probably thinking you know John 3:16, and yes God so loved the world that he gave his only <laughs> he gave his only we can stop it right there that's giving himself away but let's let's drop down with John chapter 3 but we're going to drop down a little further uh, verse 34 It says, for he whom God has sent, speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. So what this scripture saying that, okay, Christ, of course, was speaking what God was saying. But he said "God, God gave him his spirit without measure. That means God gave himself away into Christ. God gave himself away into Christ. And see, so... <laughs> Matthew, I'd be wanting to just jump into stuff, but I promise I would take my time. Matthew 20. Let's go over to Matthew 20. Set a good little foundation for this. You'll see it all through the scripture, and hopefully we'll discover what's been causing our delays in some things that we're believing for um, We'll realize that we're creating delays and things that other people are believing for. All right, by not harmonizing with God's will for us to be, uh, give ourselves away. All right, so, so Matthew 20, verse 27. Look at, look at here, it says, And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Look, whosoever... Will be chief among you. Let them be your servant. So we must rebe- embrace the reality of uh, how God's leaders operate in His kingdom. See, it's it's uh, leadership or or skill or intellect, anointing, gifts. It's 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 um is not for us to lord and to hoard. Is not for us to lord and to hoard. We always talk about here at Ayers Christian Center Church, uh, we want to be leaders and not lorders, right? <laughs> it's not for us to lord and to hoard. And sometimes we think that what God has afforded us is all about us, but what God has afforded us is all about others, which we'll discover here. And let's go to Luke 22. Again, I told you. Write down the scriptures. We'll have a lot of scriptures today because uh, God is trying to make sure we're ready for what's coming. (laughs) We're ready for what's coming. All right. (laughs) So Luke 22, verse 26. It says, uh, that's good. But ye shall not, uh, it says, uh, it says, but ye shall not be so. Well, so so I'm not confusing you. I'll I'll start here, verse 24. It says, there was also a strife among them, which of them should be accounted the greatest. Again, talking about the greatest, right? It says, and he said unto them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise, look, lordship over them. And they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. It says, verse 26, but ye shall not be so. You should not operate as a benefactor or in lordship. It says, but he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. And he that is chief as he that doth serve. He that is chief as a servant. So God elevates those who live to serve, not who live to be served. He elevates those who live to serve, not those that live to be served. Uh, Scripture says in Psalm 75, Psalm 75, verses 6 and 7, it talks about uh, promotion numbers doesn't come from the east, west, the east, the west. I might not be doing that right. No, east, west, or south. (laughs) I know it's kind of right, left, but I don't even know where I'm at in the building, but trust me. So it doesn't come from the east, west, or south, but when it comes from north, it comes from above. So promotion comes from God. It's not about even your leader. Promotion doesn't come from your leader. doesn't come from your boss. doesn't come from your parent. Promotion comes from God. You even look in, in the Bible how, you know, what's his name? Uh, uh, Jesse had all those sons, and he established and put in place and in position the people he favored to be promoted, um, his top sons, he sent them through military academy, right? But the person that got promoted was David because <laughs> promotion don't come from God. Uh, don't come from a man. It comes from God. And then even when Samuel went out, it was he was attracted to the sons that had been in the academy that looked like they could be kings. But once again, God says, Man looks on the outward appearance, I look on the heart. Promotion comes from God because God is the only one that can truly see the clarity and the accuracy of our hearts. The clarity and accuracy is not, doesn't mean leaders, and parents, and people in your life, husbands and wife, can't pick up what's going on in your heart. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the accuracy and the details. God actually sees your, your, the past, present, and future of your heart. You know, somebody may see your heart in the now. Uh, but not see where you, your heart will be. God sees your entire heart. So that's how he gauges uh, if you're ready uh, and can handle what your ability or your design is going to produce, right? And this is the thing, like, it's the wonderful thing about being a servant. Servants aren't visitors, all right? They're permanent residents. Servants aren't visitors. See, some people visit service. You know, they'll They'll serve in a moment, and a lot of times this is when people are watching. <laughs> or they'll serve in despair, you know, uh, trying to get out of a jam. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm trying to get out of this, man. What I need to do to serve. <laughs> then, as soon as they get relief, uh, their default kicks back into where their heart, what calibrates with their heart, where their heart truly is. And a lot of times their heart is not in service. And I, when I first learned the value of service as a as a serious Christian, I'm not talking about as a Christian in general, Christian in general, I wasn't doing that. I first learned it, you know, I, uh, I said, okay, well, this is how you have to be. And I, since I'm a system out of thinking, you tell me what the system is, I normally can learn it. And But as I started to spend time in the Word, I realized that that it wasn't about serving as, a, as much as it was becoming a sir Like, ser- a, a, a Operating, serving is has to be who you are, not just something you do. Because dependent on the pressure or the convenience of it, you may shift. Like you watch some people, oh, they work hard. I mean, they'll clean, uh, they'll clean the cobwebs. You know, they'll play with the spiders. Uh, you know, people, people that take you anywhere, drive you away, give you anything. Um, but then they get into a situation where something's not in their comfort zone at their convenience. And that's where God is measuring service, like when you have a limit on what you would, what you can and cannot do. Like this is my wheelhouse. I'll serve here, but I ain't doing that, you know. And so, again, it's not something you visit as permanent residence. because that 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 level of this level of operation is committed and disciplined. It's all in, you know. Uh, Joshua one eight, uh, Joshua one chapter eight. Uh, the scripture says uh, this: "It says to meditate on the word." We just we could just look at it real quick. Joshua one eight. It's a little different angle of scripture. It doesn't. It's not necessarily using the word service, but you see through this. Uh, this is the attitude of someone that's serving. You know and this, uh, Moses, the servant of the Lord, speaking to Joshua, uh, verse eight. It says, "This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein." So this is the attitude. This is the script or the manual for the servant, right? It says, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And see, so, so if, you, if, you, if you think about it, sometimes as we grow as servants of God, we're selective in how we want to harmonize with the word. Or we're selectively ignorant in what we know is in the word. Oh, that's in the Bible? I didn't know that was in the Bible. Oh, man, if I would have knew that was in the Bible, man, I've been doing that the whole time. man. I didn't even know. Nobody told me. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> just stop it. Yeah. You know, that's that same little boy, and little girl. That'd be like, what? Oh, I didn't know you don't want me to eat all of it. Oh, my bad. <laughs> right. We got to stop, man. Just, just start, uh, being a, l- a lot more true. And this is the thing, like, as God is looking to promote us to, to be used in the kingdom and do stuff in the kingdom and, and on our particular platforms, whether it's our jobs our athletics or uh, our giftings and different things like that, you know, it's very difficult for God to use us in, in, on these particular platforms as leaders if we're freelancers. You know, see, again, spiritual freelancers, they're not sensitive to their audience. It's not about serving God's people. It's not about touching lives. You know, the freelance person is all about, see, they don't. Want, there's no accountability there. They don't want to be accountable, held accountable, challenged. They don't want to be put in a position where they have to, uh, you know, they have to operate in a level of vulnerability and humility. You know, they always, they, they, they have to be uh, first, they have to be in charge, they have to be the lead, they cannot work their way up and do nothing because they're freelancing. You know, free, the freelancer has not, you know, a lot of times it's hard for even some freelancers to operate in business or ministry and things of that nature is because they don't relate to, to, to the people that are serving them because they've never served at that capacity. So sometimes what they do is they'll have un- unrealistic expectations. You know, just, hey, 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 hey just get it done. I don't care how you do it, just get it done. But if you had been not freelancing, you were accountable and responsible, you would know what it takes to do it. And the way you you approach it would be from a a level of sensitivity of understanding your audience. Remember, Jesus was touched on all points as we were. So what he's asking us to do, he knows can be done. There's no temptation taking us, but since it's common to man, God is faithful. With the temptation, he'll make a way of escape that we'll be able to bear it. As is just a little extra piece that wasn't necessarily and totally what we were talking about here. See, uh, the thing about the freelancer, they rarely consider their audience. So, a lot of times, freelancers treat their, their audience or the people that they're supposed to be discipling and serving in leadership as accessories. You know, they treat them as accessories, almost like, you know, you always hear us talk about, we talk about essential accessories, like this watch. This watch was sitting in, been sitting in my drawer for the longest. Is it, I just let it know when I need it. I don't even let it know. I just take it and put it on. It doesn't choose to be involved. I let it know. So sometimes we could do that and treat people as almost like uh, uh, these glasses, you know. And that's not good. Um, we were te- we were teaching one time on servanthood, and in uh, one of our Wednesday night services, and uh, my cousin Sabrina had a thought. She, uh, you know, you know, you know, on nights like today at the end, you call in and you give your comments and your thoughts, but I had wrote this down. I hadn't forgot it. And what she had learned from that lesson was if you're not serving in the will of God, are you really being helpful? <laughs> like, if it, like, like, you may be doing something, but if it's not in the will of God and it's not in harmony with the kingdom, are you really helping? Who, and, and who are you helping, right? So I, so I just thought about that. So so I, I want us through this process. And we're going to do this for a few weeks here. How to give yourself away. I want us to think about this question I'm about to give you. Wrote this question down. It kind of came out through some uh, some different exchanges. Uh, but ask yourself this. Who are you serving? And what fruit is being produced as a result? Who are you serving? And what fruit... Fruit is being produced as a result. It's one question. Got a couple here for you. But this is in this process of, of of recognizing how to give yourself away. So number the question number two is are people following you into service? See, if you serve it in such a way, see you notice Moses was serving. And Joshua followed him into service. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Elijah was serving and Elijah followed him into service. Like, like so who's following you into service? Like, you know, uh, let's look here at Matthew 8. Let's look at Matthew 8. And we'll start here At verse Matthew 8 is this great chapter Pastor you say that about every chapter I guess it's true All right. so Matthew 8 verse 18 It says now when Jesus saw the great multitude About him he gave commandment To depart to the other side Right Let's make sure I'm right okay It says and a certain scribe Came and said unto him Master I will follow thee with us wherever thou goest. So now this is someone that wants to follow him into service. And Jesus said unto him, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man have not where to lay his head. Now he wasn't saying he didn't have a house. You read through the scripture, Jesus had a house. What he was saying is, I'm so diligent in doing the things of the kingdom, I rarely have time to rest, Okay. Uh, Verse 21, and another another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Now, again, he's telling them, hey, let's go to the other side. Let's make it happen. Now, if you study it out, you'll see they were going to the other side because the mission was destroyed the works of the devils. It was going to take out an hierarchy, right? So, so, So this guy says, hey, man, suffer me to bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, follow me and let the dead bury the dead, right? It's similar to when Elijah was moved. Elijah came by and dropped that mantle on Elijah, the mantle of chosenness, another another teaching. Um, and he was like, hey, well, let me go, just go take care of my family. He said, well, I have nothing to do with you. See, he didn't recognize that when God calls you, you know, you're faithful to another man. That God gives you own. but when God calls you and has you do something, when you recognize the Lord has you ready to do something, what got what's, God, what's Kingdom work takes priority over everything else. And so you have to realize, like, you have to be recognized when God's doing something. He's not taking nothing from you. First of all, is what you were, here, you were purposed to do. So some of the other things that we like to do are ancillary in comparison to what we're purposed to do, right? Which I'm sure now that a lot of people can't do the things that they, that they just were caught up in they have more time to focus on. Now, what did God tell you? All right, so, so, so just keep that in mind as we keep going. You know, and you, and, and you ask yourself as you're leading people or discipling people, um, are there servant leaders being produced around you? In other words, are you a servant leader and are there servant leaders being produced around you? Are lives being saved, changed, transformed and resurrected around you? Let's go to Matthew 28. Matthew 28. I told you we got quite a bit of scripture, but you're probably saying. Pastor, we always have a lot of quite a bit of scripture. Hey, we gotta rightly divide this word. Search, search these these scriptures. Let's go to uh verse 19. Well, we'll I'll start with verse 18, but but it's Matthew 28, 19 to 20 is what we're going to highlight. It says, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. So Jesus saying, I'm, I have something, all power. But he wasn't communicating it to say, look at me, I got power. He says, go ye therefore. Therefore what? Therefore, because I have all this power. And he's basically saying, I'm giving, it to, I'm giving you power. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even into the end of the world. So I'm still serving you this power, even into the end of the world. Of course, we know he's at the right hand of the Father uh, dispersing some things to us. Well, this is important because it says, go ye to all the world and teach. Now, when it says th- that word, if you start breaking things down from the Greek translation is the ipo. Right? Disciple, and then it says all nations, all people. So so he's saying, We go, go you to all the world. They use the word teach, and some people have just flipped it to preach or what have you. But he's saying, Go and disciple. So it's not just uh, a check off. You know, some people are very good at, 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 at exhorting and inspiring, and that's good. You draw people in towards you to draw them into the kingdom. Now, but it's not over once a person has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now you have to care enough to share the intricacies of growing as a a child of God. You know, this person has just bought uh, a new life, you know, it's like you buy a new car. You know, some of these cars, you know, they'll give you a manual, some of them, if it's uh, high tech, they might give you an iPad. Well, they're telling you how this car functions. Because there's certain things you, you you wouldn't know to do, you know. There's different vehicles I have. Uh, I, you know, I found out later. I mean, all this time, <laughs> all I had to do was this. Um, uh, actually, I I, I use Macs. Um, love Macs because I'm into art and stuff like that, I do graphics and stuff. And so we was in the back one time. And so I have been uh, using my mouse and, you know, using... Uh, my cursor to scroll and one day I saw Marcus with his finger using his finger and he was scrolling up and down I was like I mean all this time that thing did <laughs> I yeah I didn't know well it's the same thing you know this person said the Bible says any man be in he's a new creature old things are passed away all things become new so you 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 did well you uh you've walked the person through the center of prayer you've uh exposed them to the kingdom you're just gonna leave them there now they, they, they need to be to disciple, you know, now that you have to sh- be care enough to share and discipling is not as simple as somebody sitting like, like with a notepad. No, there's, you know, look, Jesus gave us an example when he had his disciples, you know, they were walking through different situations, mishaps, uh, couldn't cast out one demon in a couple of situations. They got, uh, he had to grab, look, look, oh, this is good. Cause this is good. and, and Few situations he had to operate holy di- indignation. He turned over tables at times. Look, he grabbed uh, uh, Peter and was like, "Get thee behind me, Satan!" He called him Satan. <laughs> Snap! Like man, man, get thee behind me. He said, "You don't savor the things that be of God. You savor the things that be of men." Like he, it, it, it really vexed him at that particular time. There was a time they was on a boat, and and they was operating a certain way. Was, and the scripture says he turned. He said, "Where's your faith?" See, see, as he was discipling them, he challenged them too. Like, "Come on, man!" Then, then, one time, he said, "How long have I been with you?" See, so we want this cookie-cutter uh, discipleship plan and leadership, and everything is—it's okay. Read, read through Jesus' flow. Read through Jesus' flow. It wasn't okay. And then the people that was against how he was rolling—you, generation of vipers. <laughs> Come on, man. So, so, so discipling is a process. Like we want to like, well, I gave this person everything I, I believe they need to know that, that day. And they, they should have it by now. So if they do something opposite of what you told them, now you don't want to have an extra conversation. Like, say, I don't have, uh, 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 Pastor, you got more patience than me. It ain't, see, discipleship is for all of us, which we'll find out. We all have to give ourselves away. That's, a, that's your opportunity to give yourself away. Give your time away. Give some patience away. Give some understanding away. Actually take the time to do what people have been taking the time to do with you for years. There's more people that's been patient with you than you care to pay attention to. So you have to share some of that same patience, right? Is that cool? I heard somebody back there say, right, so thank you. All right, so, so, so we have to start serving those uh, at, a, at a greater level. The scripture says it starts with serving those that are of the household of faith. Uh, we'll look at it real quick in Galatians 6. Galatians chapter 6. And we're going to highlight verse 10, but you know, I love this passage. So I'll start at verse 7. It says, Be not, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that he shall also reap. It says, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. It says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. It says, As we have therefore opportunity, and opportunity is any opportunity to connect, exchange, or there's a demand for understanding or need for love and impartation, challenge, stretching. Uh, It says, as we have therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men. So yes, we should do good to all men. look, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Right. Especially. So we're doing good to everybody, but especially of them that are of the household of faith. So so we have to uh, really, really lock in and and understand that this life that we've been afforded to live. Has been set up so we can create uh, share. Uh, the, the same benefits so other people uh, can live the same life. Now, now, now again it talks about do good to all men and those that are household of faith but our, our, our love and our patience is not limited to uh, the people that we want to serve. Uh, let's look at Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4. And then after that, we're going to jump over First 1 Corinthians 5. I think I want to give you a second to get to Colossians 4. But I think I want us to visit 1 Corinthians 5, too. So let me see something here real quick. All right. What did I say? Colossians four. All right. Colossians four, verse five. It says, oh, "Walking wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time." And so, so, so here it says, you know, when you're dealing with them that are not of the household of faith, of them are the outside of the body of Christ, this is walking wisdom with them, you know, because, you know, this might be somebody. That God is trying to bring into the fold, right? So, so we have to operate in a level of wisdom. It says redeeming the time. So maximize your moments. You gotta watch because some people have been disguised just to create strife, just to, to pull on your, your time and attention. So, so what you want to do is uh, what you wanna do is make sure you uh operating in the wisdom there. You know, just operating on wisdom sometimes just leaving the person with what the process through and not feeling like you gotta spend that entire day um striving to make them see it uh it's not our job to make people see anything um it's our job to offer the ability of sight all right well let's we're, we're gonna uh I'll let you look through 1 Corinthians 5.12 on your own time. Uh, We're going to go here to Mark chapter 9, verse 35. And so, so, so keep this in mind, like, the whole point of giving ourselves away now recalibrates us to the life that God has designed for us. Again, we're, Christ is our example. He showed up giving himself away. Scripture says he became poor that we might be rich. He became poor that we might be rich. So that means he gave, again, and and we think of, we always think of poor just based on finances, based on our culture. But poor is to be without. So here you have somebody that was all power, filled up with all fullness, gave, emptied out of his fullness to become, to be made flesh. And to walk as a man. So he became poor that we might be made rich is what the scripture says. Right? So, so, that, so he's our example. If any man be in, in Christ, inside Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Selfishness, thinking about me, and all things become new, giving myself away, thinking about others. Okay? So a lot of times when we're offended and, and uh, we deal with envy and stuff like that, it's not about serving in the kingdom. It's about self. It's about I can't shine me. I want to shine me up, so so everybody's focused on me, looking at me, and it's about me. Um, You never hear people offended or or frustrated or leaving church or uh, leaving the team, quitting the job because they go, "Why leave? I can't serve, man." Yeah, he's just, man, you you just gonna walk out? Yeah, man. They won't let me serve, man. I can't give myself away, man. It's Frustrate, man, around here. You, you you don't see that. You know, it's almost it's, it's most of the time somebody that's saying they won't let me shine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this person wanna be shiny. <laughs> Let's go to Mark chapter nine. Mark chapter nine. As my wife would say, I give myself away <laughs> so you can use me. As far as sweetheart, I had to slip that one in there. That's, she always say that, but she she says it uh, in contrast to people allowing themselves to be abused in relationships. All right, so so Mark nine thirty-five, it says, and he sat down. And he called the twelve and said unto them, if any man desire to be first, if any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all, look, and servant of all. The same shall be last of all and servant of all. Why? So he can learn how to serve all. Person to be last of all and servant of all so he learn how to serve all. If you want to be first, what he's saying is you're going to start out last. You're going to serve everybody. So you'll, so you'll learn how, when you're first, to serve everybody. See, if you skip serving everybody, you may get in the first position, but it'll be temporary because you haven't learned how to serve everybody. You haven't learned how to give yourself away. So, so as, as you start to get, when you're in that position, you just spend your whole time trying to keep people out of taking your position, right, as opposed to giving it away, right? Does that make sense? I so so we're gonna go to 1 Kings 3. So one of the wisest men in the world uh got this principle down. And actually, this is my uh besides Galatians 4, there difference No nothing from a servant as long as he's a child, but is under tutors' the governance to the point in time of the father, giving himself away. Right. Uh Right after I got that insight and revelation growing as a young Christian, this one right here is what I hung my hat on. You know, I study a lot of things out in the Bible, um, you know, faith, stuff like that. But one of the, my wife and one of the things I've studied the most is understanding uh, because of this. So, 1 Kings 3. Now, I'll just start at verse 3, even though we're going to highlight probably to nine or so. Okay, so First Kings 3, it says, And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statues of David, his father, and he sacrificed and burned incense in the high, only he sacrificed and burned burnt incense in high places, which they were trying to get them to stop doing. It says, and The king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place, and, and a thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon the altar. And in Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God asked, and God said, ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, thou hast showed thy servant David my father great mercy according as he walked before thee in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this this day. And now, O Lord God, thou hast made thy servant king instead, you know, um, at the next level of David my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or to come in. So there's a level of humility here. I, I had this authority and I'm in this position on this throne, but I'm still, you know, I'm still young. You know, I, I don't know a lot. He says, and thy, look, look, key word here, key word, thy servant, right? It says, and thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen. He, he didn't choose the people to follow him, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. He says give therefore, key word there again, thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad for who is able to judge so great people. And it says and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing and God said unto him because thou hast asked this thing and has not asked look for thyself long life, neither has thou asked for riches for what? Thyself, nor has asked the life of thine enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee wise and understanding heart, so that there there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like thee. He says, "And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto, unto thee all thy days, and if thou wilt walk in my ways and keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. So that's the only thing he added a condition to is the length of days would have to be you harmonized with the word. but but what I like here is Solomon asked for what would benefit the people. And he kept saying, thy servant, thy servant, thy servant. Now he's the king of over the throne. He didn't say thy king. He didn't say thy authority. He didn't say, cause I'm the man. He just said thy servant. So he had a servant's heart and he was thinking about, okay, see, he could just said, look, I'm the king no matter what. They don't, they just got to do what I tell them to do. Like some people front when they have authority, like, well, I got to act like I know what I'm doing, hoping nobody busts them out that they're a terrible leader. Like, you know, at some of y'all jobs right now, or some of y'all in that position, like you, you hide, be like, man, I hope they don't bust me out. As opposed to humbling yourself and realize, well, there's certain things I don't know, but I am in the position. And some of the appointments is not because you have expertise. Some of the appointments is not because you're the most skilled. Some of the appointments, the pastor is not because you know all the scriptures. It's because God sees your heart, but, and he knows you're going to be humble enough to actually get what you need from the Holy Spirit. You're more dependent. See, some of us are so smart, we don't even depend on God. Right? So, so we're dependent enough to yield like Solomon did. And Solomon yielded and said, man, I just want what's going to be best for your people. God said, since my people is most important, I'm just going to give you wealth because I love you. I just throw that in. And then I'm going to give you more wealth than anybody ever had. So, so, so keep that in mind. And, and I've read this scripture, So my, my, my you know, especially as, a, as serving as a pastor, I just need, you know, God, please give me understanding. Like, And you, you've heard me say it around here. Like, we actually have uh, these some great people. There's great people here. There's great people around the country we've been allowed to serve. And you don't want to be telling nobody nothing that, that be like, well, this sounds like a good thing. I just tell them that people's lives are at stake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That people's life, you just can't be just saying stuff. You know, you have a vice. The person's asking you, they're in the midst of a situation where this vice is killing them. You're going to give them the advice that's going to comfort uh, you in your compromise at the expense of their life. But God could have sent them to ask you what to do so you can realize you need to change. But instead of that, well, I don't want to tell them that because I ain't really doing it. You know, it's just like you're in a situation where, you know, you, you have one person's cost compromising, but they're not. But the, the the mate don't recognize they're compromising. The other person got busted compromising. So then when they ask the person, well, "How you think we should handle it?" It's like, "Well, no, no, it'd be fine." Because they they knowing that. Well, if I tell them exactly the way to do it, I'm gonna have to change. That's not man. That's ain't giving yourself away. That's, that's, that's trying to soothe your compromise, and that's dangerous. Right? Right? So that's why Solomon is one of the greatest people ever. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? He's one of the greatest people ever. So the Scripture tells us to do things wholeheartedly. Do everything we do wholeheartedly unto the Lord in, in Colossians 3. Right? Colossians 3. Right? It, it tells us do, do everything wholeheartedly unto the Lord. Colossians 3.23, by the way. Right, so 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 we gotta shift. When, I, when I'm giving wholeheartedly, I'm giving myself away. I'm giving myself away unto the Lord. The scripture says, uh, all things you do, you do unto God, or you do to the glory of God, right? right. You do unto him. So it's not, I hadn't learned this years ago because I was in situations where I was like, this, now this fool crazy. And God was like, you're not doing it unto them, you're doing it unto me. So as long as you focused on me, you're doing it unto me, I'll reward you. Don't worry about them. And see, that's what our mindset is. Sometimes we're doing it under man, and if that man don't reciprocate what we believe we need, we stop doing it. But God is saying, oh, so you just forgot about me. You was doing this under me, not under that man. All right? Right? So even if the scripture says even if the person is forward is what it says. It says even if the person is uh, 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 treating you unfair, it says take it patiently. As thanksworthy towards God. Oh, see, that's a whole nother level of giving yourself away. You're presenting yourself as a living sacrifice. Or being treated unfair, not doing you right. But God is like, don't worry about it. I got you covered. Just trust me. Just give yourself away and let me fill you up with my fullness. Right? Right? So we have to do that. Uh, the scripture tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, um, Ephesians chapter 6 let's just look at that real quick Ephesians 6 I'm going to give you another version but I figured it wouldn't hurt to look at it in the King James Version Mr. Rush be jumping to quote everything but let's just look at it verse 7 it says it says with goodwill doing service as unto the Lord not unto men Right, I, I, I'm just. I'm sorry, I should have started verse five. It says, "Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters, right? According to the flesh, with fear and trembling." This is even if they're not anointed people, fleshly people, right? Even if they're not anointed people, fleshly people, right? It says, "With it says, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, reverence is what that saying. in singleness of heart, as under Christ." It says so when you're serving. You're serving in singleness of heart as if you're serving under Christ. So you're locked in on Christ, not the person. You're locked in on Christ, not the task. You're locked in on Christ, not the longevity, right? You're locked in on Christ. It says, not with eye service as men pleasers, right? But as servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. See, men pleasers always do things where eyes can see them, Right? It says, and then verse 7, with goodwill doing service as unto the Lord and not unto men. Uh, The NIV says, work wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. If you were serving the Lord, not people. Right? So, 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 that's, we got to recalibrate our heart to understand that God set the members in the body as it pleases him. He set us in position to serve we got to stop changing our consistency of service and giving ourselves away based on the circumstances and whether or not it's convenient for us. What the cost of service is not convenient, the price is way beyond the cost. The scripture says, uh, What is uh, scripture says? Uh, the suffering of this present time isn't worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Right? It's just so, so whatever we're going through doesn't even line up with what we're going to is basically what the scripture is telling us. You know, so, so, how could I put it? Um, so what God is trying to do now is really, is, is, is recalibrate us and position us into true Uh, Positions and platforms of service um, because a lot of times people have been uh, self-appointed, putting themselves in position, um, not necessarily carrying any level of uh, power of God or anointing. Uh, In some cases, I'm not saying every case in some cases. And we have to realize people that, you know, when you're in these positions and you give yourself away, the more you give yourself away, you're filled with the fullness of God. That's the power of God you know, the the power of God that works in you, it says in Ephesians 3. After it says, uh, be filled with the fullness of God, it says, you know, you have this power working in you, right? And so that's the anointing. That power is the anointing, the burden, removing, yoke, destroying power of God. But if you're operating in a level, any level of leadership or position without anointing, it's just positional. You just, you just have the title and position, but you have no anointing. You wonder why things aren't working is because again, you didn't serve all to get to a position of power. So you're in a position of consumption, not disbursement. See, God's leaders are in a position of disbursement. God's pouring power to them, through them, to others. The person that's a positional leader, God's trying to pour that power through them and they're trying to consume it. And we're not designed to consume God's glory. It has to be given away. You know, ultimately, the glory has to be deferred to God, but we're not designed to consume uh, God's power. That's supposed to be given away. You know, if, if you have it, fill yourself up with too much. That's how you get prideful and haughty, is what the scripture says. Um, you know, we have to return back to being relational leaders and servant leaders, um, not these leaders that get out ahead of God to seek control and rule without a servant's heart. You know, you have people that are always looking for control and rule, but they don't have a servant's heart. And it's, 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 uh, um, I'm trying to figure the right word doesn't come across the wrong way. One thing I think of is it really is unfortunate. That's a better word. That's the word I'm looking for. It's kind of unfortunate because, you know, I, I, I remember I was in a situation Me and my brother talked about this. I was in a situation we went to another state. Yeah, it was nice to stay, you know, was, we went further south and he's coming from uh, Jersey and we went south and um, the people we were meeting with were from north, from, from up north. I didn't say no names. And so the w- one young man was out there hustling. And so I, so I pulled him to the side and I said, so, I said, so let me ask you something. Like, Why are you hustling these people? Because he was in an environment where people was giving them everything. So I was like, why are you trying to hustle people that's trying to give you stuff? And I think the same thing, we're in a kingdom, God's trying to give us stuff, he's just trying to give it to us where it won't be temporary, so he needs us to be, give ourselves away, but we're trying to manipulate and hustle. Um, Let's look here at Acts chapter chapter 8, and we're going to jump off right after we go through Acts chapter 8, so you can kind of ready yourselves to call in and share your comments. Remember, when you are calling in, you might want to put your TV on mute because we're at a different, you'll, you'll hear a delay because you, once you call in, you'll be on real time. All right, so uh, Acts chapter 8. We talked about this for in another teaching a while, hmm, maybe like four years ago. I don't know. It might have been five years ago. Time's been moving so fast. Acts chapter 8. and we'll start here, verse 9. It says, uh, there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used, keywords sorcery or trickery. And look, bewitched the people of Samaria, given out that himself was some great one, right? It says, look, to whom they all gave heed. That means they followed him. From the least to the greatest, so he had followers, right? Saying this man is the great power of God. Hey, it, it, you know, it's like uh, uh, my wife was talking about a situation, and so I had I, I had, did, had done this project one time, and so my wife was saying how, well, I wasn't there; I was gone. And so uh, the leader said, "Hey, hey, who completed this project?" So then. Uh, the leader said, you did a good job. So they said this particular person did a good job. Well, the person didn't say, well, no, I didn't do it. The person wasn't nowhere near the job. They had nothing to do with it, right? And so my wife said the person didn't say nothing. <laughs> they didn't say nothing. They didn't say, oh, no, 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 Keith did that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and so this is how, this, this, is, this guy was operating where they were saying he's, uh, This is the great power of God. He's like, okay, that's what they think. I'm going to just roll with it, right? Because it was all about I need power. Verse 11. And to him they had had regard because that of a long time he had, look, bewitched them with sorceries, trickery. Uh, But when they believed Philip's preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip, and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which he done. Now, now, Philip is the real deal. So he's watching them. He says, "Now, when the apostles, which were in Jerusalem, heard that, uh, now I'm, I'm going to sk- skip that. Uh, hold on one second. Huh? I'll just read it." It says, "Now, when the apostles, which were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost, for as yet He had fallen upon none of them; only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then, sa- then laid their hands on them that they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that the land that through the land on of Laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given. He offered the money, like he saw the power of God, and uh, saying, Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. <laughs> It says, thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. So it's his heart that gives you power, not your resources, your money, or your hustle, or your trickery. He said, repent therefore of this, thy wickedness, and pray God if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in a gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity, right? And so here you have this uh, sorcerer. We did a message called sorcerers versus servants, right? <laughs> so you have this sorcerer, sorcerer, who, be, sorcerer who, be, <laughs> who bewitched the people, manipulated them. Why? For his benefit and his control, always dictating the narrative. See, that's how he, he, he tricked them. He created the environment, so it always made him look like he's coming out on top. Um, and see, so when you create the narratives, it's, it's always about, because uh, uh, nobody's thinking about me, nobody's promoting me, so I got to create something. But see, that gall of bitterness, that hardness, that coldness, that jealousy, you know, that's why that those particular leaders only endure for a while, and then they're offended, as it says in Mark chapter 4, right? Instead of loving to give, to serve, to celebrate, they love to hate. They're in a bond of iniquity. That means held captive by their sin, right? And so they're sorcerers. I have to control and have this. You know, instead of serving all to serve all, I got to manipulate around serving all to get to a place where all is serving me. See, that's a sorcerer. A servant is an empower, he's always empowering. You know, it was freely given to him, so he's freely giving it away. All right, so we're going to end right there uh, with today's lesson on giving ourselves away. Um, we'll get into some other stuff next week. Uh, so we'll give you some time to call in, um, to share any thoughts, questions, insights you may have based on the topic, how you were stimulated. Um, you know, again, e- even when we have these exchanges, it's an opportunity to give yourself away. When we have our fast weeks, Uh, when you get to share it's an opportunity to give yourselves away you know people get to hear the insight you know that you have you know instead of saving it for some special sermon or something you know just give yourself away you know uh, you'd be surprised uh, when you do that that precious seed that you sow the harvest that you reap All right, so, so any thoughts from anybody you know you please call in I don't know if Marcus have that number up there for you guys but uh, and just uh, if you care to share, we would love to hear from you.